0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Careers Unfiltered. My name is Danae, and I work in the Green Center for Career Education and Connections here at the University of Rochester. Due to COVID-19, the job market is looking a little different right now and we wanted to switch gears and create a mini-series capturing insight and advice from all different industry sectors. Unfortunately, my student co-host Bryce will not be joining me for these short interviews but in his place, I'm excited to welcome my fellow colleagues from the Green Center. We miss our campus community and sincerely hope you're all doing well. With that being said, we hope you enjoy this episode of Careers Unfiltered. Hi everyone! Thanks for tuning in for another episode of our industry mini series. My name is Danae, and my co-host for the day is my colleague Jody Run, who is the director of advising and career communities here in the Green Center. Hey, Jody. Hi, Danae. Hi. So happy you're with me today. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. And we're excited because our guest today is an alum who graduated in 2004, Mike McCormick, who is currently the director of capital markets at Y Green Energy Fund. Hi, Mike.
1: Hey, how are you guys?
0: So good. Thanks for joining us today and taking the time to share some insights. We really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Happy to.
0: Awesome. So before we really jump in, do you mind telling us a bit more about yourself and the work that you're currently doing?
1: Sure. So I work for a green energy financing company called Why Green. And what we do is something called PACE Financing. It's property assessed clean energy financing. And that allows the property owner or commercial property owner to put their financing bill on their tax assessment. So as opposed to paying it every month, like you would normally just any kind of other financing bill, you can pay it every six months in California or every year in Florida. And this then stays with the property. So, um, as opposed to underwriting for just the property owner, we're also underwriting for the property, um, So, my role in capital markets is to ensure that we're able to then uh, securitize those assets or realize the the gain from the sale of those assets. Um, So, I work with our warehouse lenders to finance those um, at the start. I work with investors who ultimately then buy those bonds. I work with the rating agencies to understand their criteria and how they're analyzing these uh pace liens to make sure that White Green is working with the right counterparties and maximizing its proceeds.
2: Wow, that's that's really cool, Mike. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, <laughs> sure. appreciate that. So, some of the focus of today really is to help our students better understand how COVID-19 is really affecting the industry. So I'm wondering if maybe you could talk a little bit about that, if you're seeing or how you're seeing COVID-19 impact your industry and, and maybe the direct work that you're doing right now.
1: Sure. So our financing goes a lot through contractors. They're the first person, the contractor is the first person that the property owner meets and is introduced to why uh, through that contractor. So, um, contractors um and are generally essential employees in most, in california and florida for the most part so work is able to continue and property owners are able to start projects for the most part um and if they want to the obvious concern is that many property owners might simply not want people in their house due to COVID 19. so we have seen a, a small decline in applications and origination volume due to the coronavirus. Uh, but again, because we have more diversification than some of our competitors in, as we operate in California, Florida, and Missouri, and then we also do residential and commercial originations, we have, we haven't seen uh, a significant drop off. Um, but obviously again, the, the fact that people don't want someone in their house um, has created a little bit of a dip.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's understandable, right? We're all trying to stay safe and and, and healthy. But I'm glad to hear it's only been a, a small, you know, small dip. Um, Kind of keeping this idea about impacting industries, I see from your LinkedIn profile um, that you transitioned from working from Bear Stearns and joining them in 2007, and then in 2008, 2009, you moved over to AMBAC. So I'm wondering if maybe you can share some lessons that you learned during this transition, that, um, during this re- recession period, that could be helpful for some of our graduates right now that are also facing a tough job market.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was a tricky period because one day I walked into work and everything was fine. And the next day, it was completely different. You know, ultimately, I did get offered a job at J.P. Morgan. However, my boss at the time said, we don't know what you'll really be paid. We don't know how long the job will last. We don't really even know what you'll be doing. And so it's tricky. Do you take something like that or you move over to um, another opportunity. And at the time, I knew things would ultimately be challenging for AMBAC. AMBAC insured a lot of this mortgage debt that was suddenly experiencing a lot of loss. However, given the uncertainty at J.B. Morgan or Bayer, I felt like AMBAC was the best opportunity for me to be in a position for a stable opportunity um, and continue to grow my career. And, you know, obviously now that time has passed, I can look back on this to, to really understand if that was a, a good decision or not. And the answer is it's challenging. It's complicated because I look back and see a lot of people that I used to work with have amazingly successful careers, having made that similar transition to J.P. Morgan. And others that have not, um, that have had more struggles, Um, some that got laid off shortly after making that transition to J.P. Morgan and and had a bit more trouble finding their footing. So you always think you're going to be in the best situation and that everything will be fine, but it's hard to really know where I would have ended up um, given those circumstances.
2: Just a quick follow-up to that, Mike. Do you think there's like lessons that you learned going through that process? That some of our graduates who are maybe going through similar process right now of uncertainty, of anxiety, that you that you think maybe looking back on helped you get through that process? That you think might be worthwhile sharing with some graduates?
1: Yeah, I think I think always keep networking, um, and you know you might not even need to think of it as networking, but. You know, that person that you went to high school with, reach out and just say hi, especially now during COVID-19. You know, how are you and your family doing during all this? Maybe that that person you had an internship with, just reach out and, you know, touch base to see what they're currently doing and and how they're feeling. You know, reach out to alumni to to just introduce yourself. You know, I, I love getting emails and messages from alumni or... Students, even if I haven't met them, i I, you know, I love my experience at Rochester and be happy to, to start a conversation and provide thoughts or suggestions on ways they can, you know, advance their career. Um, so I think, you know, if it's done in a, in a polite and friendly way, those kind of, you know, messages and, you know, kind of networking, um, strategies can pay huge dividends. You know, I, I made my transition from New York City to the Bay Area because of networking. I reached out to someone in the Bay Area that I'd worked with at SAP from in 2005, and 12 years later, he and I were still connected, and was the reason that I pretty much got the job at Y-Green. So, you know, it's those kind of things. You never know where they're going to uh, lead up to. Um, so it might seem like it's not working initially. It might seem like it's going nowhere, but um, again, it can potentially have huge dividends.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's some really great advice, Mike. I do think a lot of what you're saying, it's so true. Like keep those connections open because like you said, you don't know like what's going to happen down the road. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, I wanted to transition a little bit to our current students, knowing that the junior summer internship is used as a pipeline for full-time hiring and banking. I was wondering if you could offer some suggestions for what first year and sophomore students could be doing this summer, um, especially to enhance their candidacy, knowing that some of them might have had their 2020 internship or summer plans affected by COVID. Did you have any insight to those students right now?
1: Yeah, I, I think, Networking would will, again, be very helpful. If I think about the Bay Area, I've, I've seen a lot of companies laying off in very large quantities. And I, you certainly don't know what the future holds, but there may be an instance where those companies have gone too far. And then when you fast forward to the summer... There might be a perfect opportunity for students to fill in the gap, especially with an internship. You know, um, it's temporary type work. It's obviously a low cost for the company and can provide real value. So if I were a student, I would think about those companies that have had significant layoffs. You know, it might not be where you're initially targeting, but... Those will be the most apt to maybe um, find a, a student very valuable for that that short period as they, they figure out their, their next hiring approach.
0: Great. Yeah. No, that's a good point, too, because, yeah, I guess we don't know what the future holds for some of these companies, like you said. like Maybe they'll find themselves in a situation in a few months and they're in a pickle and they are looking for added help. Like, I guess we don't know. So that's a good tip and suggestion. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think we're about out of time. So again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your insights and your experiences within your industry. Um, it was awesome to have you on.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Mike. It was good catching up with you. Appreciate your insights.
1: Of course, thanks. you like what you're hearing give us a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice subscribe and share us with your friends thank you so much and see you next time on careers unfiltered